This is the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 88. I am Joe Sibilia. Please do me a favor before we get started with this week's guest, and please subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or something else. Hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all our new episodes. If you have not already done so, head on over to YouTube and search the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see these conversations on video now. And now this week's guest is Philip Schaus. You may know Philip as the guitar player in the Gene Simmons Band. He also plays bass for the Ace Freely Band and has been a member of the band Accept since 2019. Philip is also the founder of Mutt Merch, which is a music-inspired parody dog shirt and human line. They have shirts such as Bones and Roses, Black Labbath, and Def Shepherd, just to name a few. Go check them out at muttmerch.com and make sure you purchase a shirt over there and help support these uh, fine animals. I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Philip Schaus. Thanks for listening. You are in Accept now. Yeah, since yeah. Uh, 19, I think. Yeah, fall 2019. Of 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you just released an album about a year ago? Yeah, a couple days ago was the one-year anniversary, actually. That's of too mean of too mean to die too mean to die yeah and i gotta tell you i listened to it and it's an excellent record oh thanks joe yeah. thank you was that was your first one with them correct yeah yeah first one okay you know i was listening to it and honestly i don't think i've heard except with uh mike mark 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 yeah. yes with mark okay. i don't think i've heard him with mark and he does a great job at singing except yeah, he's been in 11 years. No, I guess 12 years now. His first record was Blood of the Nations, and that was such a good album for yeah. anything, let alone a comeback album, kind of a comeback album. And, uh, yeah, he does a great job still, though all the records with him have been really solid. Mm-hmm. And so when you recorded this album, COVID kind of messed it up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. It was recorded during, kind of during the pandemic, and then it's nobody got to tour at all, so no touring happened. I'm supposed to be in Europe right now, actually, on that tour supporting that <laughs> supporting right. the record. It got postponed one more year, um, and we're all hoping for summer festival season now. So, uh, but yeah, it it came out and it was well received. The fans seemed to like it. It sold well, and yeah, we're all really proud of it. And so it's still, you- it's, I'm real proud of it's still like opening the gate fold, and there I am. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who would have thought one day you'd be on an accept record? <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure you've got a lot of those moments with all the history that you've, people you've played with. There's got to be a lot of those moments where you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, I've hit the lottery a lot of times with that kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah, pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back a little bit to your beginning. I mean, I'm sure you've never spoke about that before. <laughs> beginning beginning or which, well, which beginning yeah no but you know when you got started you know everybody likes to hear that story and um you know a lot of my fans have not heard the story so how did you get started in music um uh, i loved rock and roll as a kid like three four years old and that was going to my brother's record collection so music was always a thing that i was you know kind of you know obsessed with and it was my you know, main slash only interest really. And so I moved, I played around a lot, um, was in band, played uh, saxophones. I was always doing something musically. Um, And then moved to Nashville 
like 18 years ago, almost, uh, yeah. March 2004. And, um, and then got, I think, I was in two rock bands, and then I moved there, and then about a year later, I got asked to do an audition for a country guy. I said, I, was, I moved here to be a guitar player. I didn't, mm. care, I didn't care how you know, or, or with who. And so I took the audition. It was with David Lee Murphy, and I got, came in second, but I got the gig later. And then that was my first thing in 05. Okay. Okay. And, and then so- did country for like about a decade, I guess, till, till like 16. Were you a country fan? No, but luckily uh, these guys liked, you know, like Southern Rock, Skinner type guitar players around this time, and that's I could, it's kind of my wheelhouse. So they weren't really looking for traditional chicken picker Telecaster player guys. They were looking for guys that played Les Pauls with long hair at their knees, sure. and so that's I moved to the, at the right time and got work because of that. Right. Okay. And then, so how long did you do the country thing? before you started getting back into the rock part of it? I was kind of doing both. I was doing country tours and coming home and doing, um, we started to do these kind of tribute type shows, Metal at the Mercy, where we would take over a club and do a bunch of old metal, like 70s and early 80s metal. And then Aerosmith Nights, that became the Rock and Roll Residency, uh, which mm-hmm. was the weekly show that I, that uh, we, uh, myself and Jeremy Asbrock ran for almost five years in Nashville. And all those things were going on at the same time. So I would go on the road. The country schedule is weekends, pretty much. So you leave on a Thursday, go out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come home Monday. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday was always the shows. Um, so, yeah, okay. I, was doing, I was doing everything I possibly could in town and out of town. Yeah, yeah, you're busy. So when you, when you started the Rock and Roll Residency, you and Jeremy, mm-hmm. um, was it just you two the whole time? Or did Ryan get involved with that, too? Uh, Ryan was always one of the main guest singers that we had every week because it was a core band and we rotated like, you know, guest musicians and and singers and players. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan was one of our main guests. And then when we started doing cruises and like traveling road gigs, we said, we, we need, we need a a real singer. So we got got Ryan and plus he's a fun guy to hang out with too. So you couldn't go wrong. So yeah, 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 that was that. Yeah, I had him on the show on episode 27, I think it was, of this show, cool. kind of when we first started. This is episode 87. All right. So he was back then. But uh, yeah, he, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. So, okay, so you're doing rock and roll residency. You're out on the weekends doing country. Now, when you're doing country, are those tours and shows, are they similar to the rock band tours and shows, or is it completely different scene? Um. It's kind of a different scene hmm. uh, in the crew, in the crews oh, that work in rock, and the crews that work in country. A little bit of difference there. Yeah, yeah, um, I guess so. But uh, but you know, it's the same kind of it's 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 still the same grind, you know, kind of thing. It's still you know the same buses, same hotels, you know, mm-hmm. same type of venues. You know, on a country uh, weekend, you could do you know every kind of venue possible. You could do a country bar one of the kinds that turned into a, a dance club after the band stops. Or you can uh, you could do like a big, huge festival and then do a, you know, bigger club. So sure. you okay. get a lot of, uh, I liked it a lot because you got a lot of experience that way. Okay. And on the last Ace and Alice tour, we did, um, you know, both some different size venues too. So, mm-hmm. but it's a, 
it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So when you're growing up and you're getting into music, who were some of your your guitar heroes? Uh, the first one was Joe Perry. I started playing guitar because of a photograph of Joe Perry. It's in the gatefold of uh, Live Bootleg. Okay. And he's, it's the way, he's got two guitars on. Yeah, that yeah. One, it's, yeah. That one uh, just hit me at like age four and, and never left. Uh, oh, okay. Eddie Van Halen's a huge one. Um, massive Van Halen fan. Yeah, I noticed uh, you did Shaker. a lot of Van Halen stuff. Like I seen a lot of videos online. You're talking about Van Halen, or you're yeah, yeah. In I used these to conversations, play Ed- yeah, I used to play Eddie in a tribute band called the Mighty Dan Halen. Actually, it was in it was in uh, Nashville based. You had your hands full with that, I bet. I did. I did. <laughs> that that was a hell of a gig to, <laughs> to do. Yeah. Okay. So Joe Perry, Eddie Van Halen. And you wanted to be like them. So um, you're in Nashville. I'm just trying to get it all straight again. So you're in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You're doing the country thing. Rock and roll residency. You're doing the covers, rock covers. And then that's kind of what led you into Gene Simmons, right, with Ryan? Timeline, yeah, that's how it happened. Um, didn't have anything to do with the residency, but it was kind of when. That was kind of you know right. at, at a good place. And then the Gene band came from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene asked Ryan to put together a band for him for, I think it was only like five solo shows in, in seven, in 2017. And so Ryan said, like, yeah, I got the guys right now. So it only came from Ryan. Gene knew Ryan from Ryan, knowing the McGee's doc and Scott. So, mm-hmm. okay. And so when Ryan pro- approached you to be in Gene's band, I mean, <laughs> what did you say? Well, the, funny thing is, the funny thing is I've known Jeremy for, 20 years now and Ryan 10 or over 10 and the three of us are friends because of kiss mm. right so for us to meet that way and and to bond over that band and to be friends because of that band and then for this stuff to happen it is it's like it makes so much sense it makes no sense at all yeah yeah do you remember the first time you went to rehearsals with gene oh yeah yeah it was in nashville and uh the first show that we played with him was a corporate gig. It wasn't in front of Kiss fans. It was this big, um, like a CEO executive sure. mm-hmm. convention in, in Vancouver. And so we were doing a lot of R&B covers because he loves R&B and soul. So we kind of did the big Kiss hits and like a selection of covers. So we rehearsed those uh, with him that day. But we were kind of there before getting everything plugged in. And he walks in by himself and uh, does this like... What he thinks, I guess, is a Nashville dance. I don't know what, <laughs> what he was thinking, but it did that. Immediately made us feel uh, cool and comfortable and, and was great from, from, from moment one. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So were you pretty nervous that day? Because, I yes. mean, to meet Gene, I've never met the guy, but I hear a lot of good things about him. Even though he seems intimidating in interviews mm-hmm. and on TV, from what I hear of him, he's great. Right. We didn't know what to get. Right. We didn't know what we were going to get either. We, I mean, Ryan met him. I met him at like a meet and greet type thing. So not really. And uh, yeah, we were nervous. Yeah, we were nervous and excited, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what it would be like. And no, he was he was great. Okay. So that was only supposed to be a few shows. So how did it end up being a bigger thing? The second show that we played was at the Agora Ballroom in Cleveland, and that was the first one that was an actual show in front of fans. And we broke the internet that night, like because we brought out all these obscure songs, like what "Got Love for Sale" and "Radioactive" and "Charisma," all these super deep cuts that Kiss fans really wow. want to hear. And you know, we kind of knew what we had. We knew people were going to really love it, 
and uh, they did. So that's when promoters started calling was when it started to get a really good oh, reception. Wow. And we did a few of the, the shows that we had were connected to a, a Wizard World convention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would be there doing um, photo ops and meet and greets and a Q&A. And then we would do the, a gig in the same city. So it went from those to just plain Gene Simmons band shows. Mm, okay. Okay. And then somewhere along the line that ed- led you to Ace. Yeah, that came from a tour that we did in Australia with Gene and Ace, and we backed both of them. We backed Ace and backed Gene. That's crazy. So that's how that kind of introduction happened. Okay, and then so you guys did, uh, clearly you did well, and Ace wanted you as his band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. Well, we did uh, Australia, and then we went to Japan with only Ace and did shows uh, in Tokyo and Osaka. And then the cruise after that. And then we found out we were the guys. So, but you went, you switched to bass with Ace. Right? I did because when <laughs> when I learned we had the Ace gig too, or doing the tour, I counted four guitar players. I was like, well, that's not going to work. So, <laughs> I, I volunteered. Why Why couldn't you make four work? Well, you know, th- th- three three is uh, pushing you, it these days. You seem well, to like three, why. huh? You seem to like three of them. Three was good. Three was good. <laughs> four might be a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love playing bass. I really do. I'm glad I switched. Yeah, you gonna become a bass player? Uh, yeah, I've become actually the bass player with Ryan and Jeremy when we do our acoustic things. I'm the bass player. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've, uh, I'll, yeah, I love it. Well, it's good. Welcome to the family. Thanks all right, glad to be, glad to be here. Mine are yeah. all over here. <laughs> um, okay, so so you're with Ace, three guitar players. You're playing bass, or was there right three guitar players in Ace's band? Yeah, because we had because three Jeremy, with Gene Brian too. But Gene played Gene played bass, so yeah, it was yeah. three of us. And then I see, I, see. I switched. I see. Did you get to play? Uh, does Ace still have that guitar that smokes? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you did you play it? Yeah, that had yeah. to be amazing, huh? It's cool. It's a new. It's a newer one because it's uh-huh. uh it's a newer design, uh, smoke design now, safer. Um, but yeah, he brings uh, the cool guitar he brings out that I love is the um, New York Groove guitar, the light guitar. Okay, like that's the light patterns on it. Brings that out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when you're touring with Gene and Ace, is there one that is more strict than the other one when it comes to the songs, or are they both pretty uh, laid back with what um, you do with the songs? We've pretty much stick to the the way they made them. Okay. We uh, we that w- and that's by design. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't mean to. We don't want to. We want to play them just like the records as close as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as far as set lists go, Ace is way more strict about a set list. With Gene, the fans would call out something, and we do a verse and a chorus of it. You know, okay. and then somebody else. You know, that would go on for a few minutes actually. And I don't think we ever played the same set twice with Gene. I think at least oh, wow. one song was different every night. Wow. So you must know every Kiss song. It's <laughs> pushing it. I lose it for a while. When the makeup comes off, I don't know that stuff quite as well as the makeup era of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What, what's your favorite era for Kiss? Uh, my favorite studio record is probably Rock and Roll Over, uh, even though I've been listening to Destroyer a lot because of the new, uh, the new deluxe box that came out and the remaster mm. of that so, and the remix. So okay. probably Rock and Roll Over. It's 76... Like that, that, that era. So you like the original lineup? Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, I have nothing against Eric and Tommy or anybody from the, uh, from the band. That's just my preference. Eric and Tommy do a fantastic job. Okay. So you're still with Ace. You guys just got off tour with Alice Cooper, right? Not yeah. too long ago. How did uh, yeah, tour end go? Of, end of October. It happened, which yeah. was we were ecstatic about. And every every single show happened. Didn't get postponed. We didn't have one positive um, COVID test on the whole tour. 25 shows in 35 days. Wow. So, so yeah. what did you guys do different than some of the other acts that are out that are getting shut down with it? You know, I think a lot of it had to do with luck, honestly, because I know a lot of the other camps that had the same people that we were out with, kind of, some mm-hmm. of the same crew and the same agents, and they were on a tight ship, you know, and there's only so much you can do, you know, even in a tour, if you're in a full tour bubble, which we really weren't, we went on a little bit, but we kept it minimum, mm-hmm. you, know, you still got to go into gas stations, you got to go into truck stops, you have sure. to, you have to, so I think we were pretty lucky. But very mm-hmm. grateful for that, too, that we got to do it all. Yeah, yeah. So you're going out on a couple more shows, right, with Alice? Uh, yeah. At the end of April, we are back on the West Coast. I think Reno and L.A. and one other one. I forget. Okay, just a couple more. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then we start back uh, first weekend of March. So we start back pretty soon. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on what you're, when you're watching this. <laughs> oh, with Ace. Yeah, yeah. On his own shows. Okay. Yeah, we start back in a month with Ace, and then we meet up with Alice at the end of uh, April, and then I'm scheduled to go to Europe with Except in May. So, yeah, we're all that. crossing our fingers. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're a busy man. I like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I saw somewhere too with your rock and roll residency. Is that ending this month? Yeah, we're doing one more. Um, it was kind of over. We just kind of got too busy and to keep doing it. Sure. And then the club where we had it, the second club we had it is closing. And the our friend John Bruton that books there, we've known him for years before all the residency started. He's retiring, so we're kind of doing one more as a send off for John and the Mercy. Okay. On February twenty sixth. Okay, February twenty sixth. Okay. Um. So you played with all these guys. What would you consider was your like big break into the business? Who um, gave you that break? Uh, I would kind of go back to my first gig in Nashville and go to uh, David Lee Murphy and his manager, Doug Kasmus. Okay. Because that was my entrance into uh, for hire, like a blue collar kind of, you know, hot for hire yeah. guitar. And that's what uh, that set me on my career path. Okay. Now, did you have to audition for that spot? You said right for that for that one yeah that was the only audition i've ever done everything has been word of mouth since then so even with uh ace and um gene and except mm-hmm. you didn't have to audition they already know knew your talent. no just kind of they've heard enough things from people they trust and would go yeah he'll be <laughs> he'll be all right, right, he'll work. right. okay okay but yeah i've been really lucky with and um and fortunate with to work with who i've worked with and to get to mm-hmm. do what i do for sure Mm-hmm. Would you do a country thing again? Um, if it really, really, really paid well, and it was okay. one of the top, <laughs> if it was one of the top gigs, I would consider it. Sure, uh-huh. I wouldn't rule it out. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so now you're with you're still with Ace, and you're with Except. Now, are you still doing stuff with Gene, or is that done? Gene's when he's in Kiss World, he's in Kiss World. Okay, and so if we do anything with him, it'll be after their. Uh, they're totally wrapped up. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So with accept, let's go back to that, to accept a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you get to write any for the new record? No, uh, but not that I didn't get to, that was on me. I didn't have anything good enough that I thought I wanted to present. So yeah, it's, it's, a anybody right situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, that was on me. <laughs> are, are you a writer or no? Uh, you know what? I kind of come up with parts. I have trouble finishing a complete thought. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of like random riffs. Um, and, uh, actually, um, there's a project I'm involved now with a couple of folks that we're kind of assembling all of our pieces with a, with a producer and we're going to do a record. So okay. that's anything, happening. Anything you can talk about or no? Uh, I don't know. I was going to let somebody <laughs> else do it first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sure anybody listening can kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, but you know, uh-huh. okay. All but right. I didn't play on the record. I did play on the record. So I got some good solos in there. I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we, between accept and ace freely i mean there's two different sounds there um how much equipment do you own um or you I use the same of, equipment just dialed in I, different yeah i got a lot of guitars um mm-hmm. uh, actually with uh it's it's pretty uh easy with accept i just play wolf's guitars so i just oh, show okay. up and yeah he oh he has uh he has his own signature uh famous v so i just play those they're they're fantastic guitars Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. And you guys do the choreography and all that? Do the full the full thing. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to practice that or did you already know it? Did he teach it to you? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably as much I mean as much as the playing, really. Um <laughs> It's such, it's such, for me, that's what I remember about except first was seeing those two white flying V's in sync on, yeah. on a MTV. Right. And uh, so I, I take that stuff really seriously and I've got to get it, you know, the angle, I got to really match Wolf. I watch him and see how far he's going out. It's a, it's a definitely a dance. It really is. <laughs> how long did it take you and to everybody, get it everybody has their own, everybody has their own back and forth. If you watch the Scorpions have their own style of doing it. Yeah. Kiss has their own style. Priest has their own style and except has their own style. There's four <laughs> distinct styles of doing it. <laughs> how long did it take you to get it down where you were like, yeah, I got this. It uh, kind of quick, as you can tell. I've, I've spent as much time in a mirror practicing, <laughs> you know, that I did actually with a guitar in my hand. But uh, uh-huh. no, it was uh, that kind of stuff comes real natural for me, luckily. So, uh, but no, it was. It's just you know, I want to stick all the moves. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, okay. Tell me about a little bit about your relationship with Jeremy and Ryan because you guys do a lot of things together. You did the, you, like you said, you and Jeremy with the rock and roll residency. You guys mm-hmm. did the, what you called the talisman, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and now you're playing with Gene and Ace. You guys seem to stick together as a group. We were friends before all this. I mean, we right. were best friends before this, and this is just kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that you can't even believe it's happening sometimes. It's really crazy when you really think about what happened. Mm-hmm. But, but no, we were friends before, and, and, and it's great to be out with your buddies, you know, sure. <laughs> playing Kiss songs with your friends. You know, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, do you guys do any writing out just on your own together? Yeah, we're kind of getting into doing some of that. We're, we're putting some things together and just seeing if we have can make some songs happen. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're kind of working on that. We've kind of wanted to do that for a little. We've talked about it for a while. Okay, okay. Um, what would you? Let me ask you this. So, you've kind of been in all these different groups. Are you? Would you say you're like a available for hire guitar player? 
or are you strictly with accept right now? Oh, no, I'm available for hire. That's okay. the thing with the the really cool thing with uh, both accept and ace is they both they allow me to go back and forth. That's cool. And, yeah, you know, which is really really cool. I'm very fortunate that they're both cool with that, and uh, they while I'm doing other work and keeping busy and so yeah, yeah. you you like it that way? I do very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I don't. I'm not married, no children. You know, I'm like I'll work. You know, yeah. I'd rather <laughs> I'd yeah. rather be out working. Um, so yeah, I've got that. But I can also do. Um, I've got one business, uh, Mutt Merch. Mm-hmm. I got one right there. And I've also yeah. Uh, yeah. actually in the process of, of starting a non-alcoholic beverage business um, right. with partners in Sweden and Australia. And we hope to be producing by maybe the end of this year. So we're, that's nice. coming together too. So yeah. I see you online on your social media and you had the non-alcoholic beverages. And I was curious about those because you say yeah. it's like an IPA, non-alcoholic IPA. Yeah. Back uh, in 2015, I had the idea of, of making a non-alcoholic craft beer and I couldn't even get a home brewer interested in the idea. It was like, it can't really? be done. It can't be done. I was like, it can be done. Whoever does it, it's going to make a mint. You watch. <laughs> and so fast forward to 2020 where I'm kind of Googling in a craft beer and companies pop up. So I order it from this one brewery called athletic brewing company and get a couple of their kinds. I try the IPA and it knocks my socks off how good it is. It's just like a real, like an actual really good IPA. It's really amazing how good that technology is. The alcohol removal technology. It's just not O'Doul's anymore. You know, that's not the only uh, option. I need to check it out. It's called athletic. You said, Athletic Brewing Company is a great one. Uh, there's so many now. BrewDog does really great. BrewDog does a collaboration with Lamb of God. Uh, the uh, Ghost Walker IPA. It's very good. But yeah, I could go on about this. I've done a lot of research and I know a lot of yeah. the good beers. But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot more choices now, which yeah, is great. I need to definitely check it out because I like the IPAs and I don't drink it like I'm old now. I don't get drunk and stuff. I just like the taste of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. I need to check that out. Yeah, me too. I like the taste too much, and I got drunk way too fast on those, oh, <laughs> those IPAs. Yeah. But yeah, I loved. Uh, I love craft beer. I was yeah. a big, big craft beer guy, what and now your... I can be with NA beers. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Your go-to? If I had to pick an absolute favorite, there's a brewery called Untitled Art out of Wisconsin, and. They have two. Their Italian Pilsner and their West Coast IPA are absolutely incredible. Okay. Okay. What are you going to call yours? Do you have a name? I, yes, I do. I can't say that yet. Okay. We've got it all done, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. But, no, we're gonna, we, uh, we hope to, to make some good stuff um, hopefully this year. Okay. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Okay. If you follow me on any socials, I can guarantee you'll know when it's. <laughs> when yeah, it's out. yeah. No, I do. I do follow you on the <laughs> socials. So, yeah. All right. So, when you're with Accept and you're out on stage, what are some of your favorite songs you play with them? Um, I'm a sucker for the classics like uh, Restless and Wild. I love that. Uh, Shark is incredible. Uh-huh. Fast as a Shark playing that one. That one's really challenging still, too. Uh, the songs are real challenging. So, yeah, they are. I enjoy them all just because if I play them well, it's like, all right, I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, were you a big Accept fan? Yeah, because I, I was getting the new records as they were coming out. Like uh, when Mark joined with Blood of the Nations in 2010, that was kind of a big record to get. So got that one. I kept up with them for sure. 
Okay. And then uh, they were a Nashville band, pretty much. Uh, Wolf was one of the first kind of non-country guys to move here uh, in the oh, early wow. 90s. Oh, okay. So now everybody lives here from, <laughs> from that I world. I know. World, but, you know. How it's much crazy. has that yeah. changed since you've been there? Oh, uh, almost 18 years now for me yeah. in Nashville. So, uh, yeah, it's a completely different city. I'm not complaining. You know, it's just different. You know, and it's it grew, and it is a great place to live, um, mm. and uh, you know, better restaurants. The traffic sucks. You know, <laughs> same thing happened in any, any uh, growing city. But no, no, it's a cool place. Yeah, some consider that to be like the next Los Angeles. Or would you consider that to be true? Uh, getting there. It's getting there. I don't think it'll ever lose. I think there's there will always be a piece of Nashville. In Nashville, it won't totally get washed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think so, anyway. Yeah. I've never really hung out there. I've been through there one time, but just for a few hours. So yeah. I don't really have an opinion on Nashville. the airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were down. I don't, you know what? I don't even know what, where I was, but there was a bunch of bars on the street. I remember that. We just were kind of walking around. They say Nashville is a drinking town with a music problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, so w- during COVID, what have you been doing? To keep yourself busy, kind of uh, working on the beverage company and also pushing uh, Mutt merch, my merchandise. Oh, sorry, the cup went away. It disappeared in space. Our, our vanishing, our vanishing uh, <laughs> coffee mugs. Um, no, it's a company I've had for um, five years or so called Mutt Merch. M U T T M E R C H dot com, and I sell dog and music themed products like shirts, like uh, Bones and Noses, yeah, the Beatles. Aerosniff, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it. You've got some great ones out there. Now, do you, yeah, is that awesome. all you? Is that all you coming from your brain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is now. Um, and so uh, we've had the same designs up for a while, but I've got a great team, Janae and Madison, that help with um, e marketing and social media and ads and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got I've good help too. Is that strictly online, or do you have it out in stores too? It's a few stores, um, but for the general public, online. Okay. And so people yep. can go to muttmerch.com? Yep. I'm in a couple stores around here, but for, you know, everyone else, muttmerch.com. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to expand out to other stores? Like elsewhere? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd mm-hmm. love to uh, kind of, like, get into a chain. That mm-hmm. would be fantastic. So, yeah. Okay. So how do you come up with the designs and the names? You just pops in your head or you do you sit there and think about it uh both uh-huh. sometimes they just pop in and sometimes if you have to really think of a breed you have to really think about it and then you will actually look it up you know words involving the the breed or other dog synonyms uh-huh. and uh, see what you can make with pun wise i'm pretty good with puns anyway my brain just is wired that like that's that works yeah that's how it works so yeah. it isn't that much of a stretch <laughs> of a stretch out of character for me to do that uh huh. Okay. Okay. So now I know a lot of guitar players have been doing online guitar lessons. Do you do any of that? I've done a couple. Um, I have a hard time teaching what I kind of know. I guess. I guess that means I'm not a very good teacher. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I tried a couple times. Went up with a couple students, and it was it was enjoyable. But I was like, I, I felt limited. Like I wasn't showing them enough things, so I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. So I stopped. Right. I mean, I would imagine that would be kind of difficult to teach over like what we're doing now, just because, I mean, hand position and stuff. I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, it, for me, it was better if uh, the person had wasn't a total beginner on mm-hmm. on it because then you really I kind of like to get there and like no, put your hand like this, right? You know, so you can show them how to tilt it and things like that. So it worked better with uh, folks who could actually play even a little bit, could hold okay. it, you know, comfortably, not you know. Okay. Now, did you get formal training or were you self-taught? I had a year of lessons from Jeff Beasley at GT's Music in Decatur, Alabama. And uh, after that was self-taught, I learned a lot from tablature books. Mm-hmm. Like I would get the guitar magazines and all the matching uh, tab books from my favorite records at the time. And I would get mm-hmm. all those and learn every song. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I did the same thing. I still got a lot of my tab books. Yeah. I just found them the other day with all my Metal Edge magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it's everything. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of what I do for a living, but without the tab books. I just do it by I just do it by ear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you do it by ear, like the Kiss songs, when you went into playing with Gene and Ace, did you were you playing the songs correctly, or did they have to correct you on any? Uh, most of them we were. There were a couple cool things that we got corrected on because we loved that when that or hearing no no it goes like this, um, <laughs> the chorus to Doctor Love we weren't quite doing slinky enough. The beer don't. We were playing that a little, I guess, stiff or white, I mm. guess. And uh, Gene was, no, it went like this. So that was cool. It was always fun when he'd show us things like that. Yeah. How about accepted it? Same thing or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's That was the big one. I had a lot of that wrong. Uh, wrong <laughs> positions and things, yeah. Oh, man. And, that- and that's real precise. You know, that you got to have it sound and be voiced the right way and that stuff. It's very, very tight. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they do a lot of the harmonizing leads and stuff too, right? Yeah, that's, so that's a be lot like of on. fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun playing with uh, playing those lines with Wolf. Did you ever mess one up? I'm Five? not going to say if I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, a, that's, like, that's to you. That's a, to you to decide. Uh, that just seems like it'd be a train wreck. I mean, you mess it up and just can't get back on. Yeah, there's this one really tricky part in a fast, the fast as a shark harmony is quite challenging. Yeah, and there's one really fast ascending line uh, in there that if we <laughs> if we if we both play it well, you'll see us go kind of look at <laughs> each other like yeah. Do you learn a lot of business from Gene? Yeah, uh, you pick up stuff from Gene if you just listen to him because he's just he talks a lot. He likes to hear himself talk, but he's yeah. interesting to listen to. And he says a lot of smart things. And it was interesting to be around somebody like kind of that successful. It was the mm-hmm. first time I've been anybody of that, like, man, he's, you know, he's a huge guy. Right. And it was interesting to hear how his brain works just on a simple things about how he react to things. It was cool to see. And it's cool to be around him. Do you ever ask him about business stuff with your merch? We actually uh, talked. We did have some conversations about copyright law, because he's and, and trademark law. And, he probably uh, knows all about it. He does. He's he's like a trademark lawyer at this point, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, we did have some cool things. We had some. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm surprised he hasn't uh, got involved with your mutt, mutt merch. I'd love to be in Rock and Brews. i would do that deal yeah there used to be a uh where i live here in uh myrtle beach south carolina there was a coffee house i never got to go to that no yeah no i I never made it over there it when i first moved here it was open and then probably about a year after that it closed so i got to go there you know I, i have a shirt and some coffee you know the little hot cardboard things that where they put on the hot coffee 
like oh, at yeah. Starbucks, the sleeves. Yeah, yeah I got, I got sleeves, one of yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, it was cool. It had a on the outside. It had a big jean boot up one side and a big Paul boot up the I other remember side. The, remember the building? Yeah, yeah. But fun times. He, he's a that band man. I'll tell you, they can market. Yep. So, what were the coffee flavor names? Did they have like cute kiss themed names? I don't remember the coffee names, but I did buy. I mean, I have a bag still, <laughs> that unopened bag, oh, yeah. and I think it's this. <laughs> I think it was just called like Destroyer or something like that. So, I, from what I remember, I think it was just that like named after their songs and stuff. <laughs> but, yes, let me get a strutter, please. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can find it. If I can find, it, I'll send you a picture. It, it, it's it was <laughs> okay, <fun>. cool. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to go to that. I never got to go. Yeah. I don't know what, why they went out of business, but they did. Not a big market for Kiss Coffee, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Everybody has their own coffee these days, though. Uh, Zach Wilde's got a coffee. Uh, Charlie from Anthrax has a, has a coffee now. I know I'm missing some. Yeah, I don't have a coffee yet. I need to get a you coffee. Should, you didn't have a coffee. I know. The Rock and Roll Coffee Show. What, what's going on here? You got to. <laughs> I have to look into that. All right, buddy. What else you got going on? Anything else? I know that we've kind of uh, talked about a little bit about each of your your things, but is there anything mm-hmm. else that I, I missed with you that you want to promote? I don't think so. I got the residency in there, and I got uh, Ace in there, and yeah, except yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time. Ben, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, man. Hey, listen, don't hang up yet. I'm not... Let me cool. turn this off. Okay. Where the hell's the button? I'm new at this. <laughs> I don't know where the stop button is. Oh, I always forget. It's like, Jane, how do you stop this crazy thing? <laughs> That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.